0: The Portland is Home Team talks real estate. Whether you live here or you're on your way, Audra and Andrew Galler work hard to welcome you home. They make the whole real estate process attainable, educational, and fun. After all, it is the biggest transaction of your life. The Portland is Home Team talks real estate. I'm Michelle O'Dell, your host, and now Audra and Andrew Galler
1: hi michelle thanks for having us again
0: hi michelle hello everybody we are in december now and we're in episode 10. we have talked about from the first call to welcome home and then we've talked about portland and oregon now we're getting into the nitty-gritty and some of the most important discussion of all is the money and bidding war has been a term you have all used every episode practically every episode you've said somewhere is that right? there, there's yeah because we we're talking about how competitive it is here in portland and there aren't that many listings and you said well then you know we'll get into a, a bidding war that's mm-hmm. what this episode is how to win a bidding war uh. what is a bidding war let's just start with the facts i'll start with the facts of
1: what a bidding war is and then andrew can follow up with anything he wants to add basically and And it's really not unique to Portland. I have to say, we move people all around the country and we do a lot of relocation, and we hear about competitive buying everywhere Mm -hmm. but it is unique here we have you know we've talked about the urban growth boundary we don't have sprawl we are more dense and dense does not mean you don't get yard or space like that so don't get that confused it just means that we prefer to keep density inside the city then the farmlands can have their space which is what they need but a bidding war so what happens is you find a house you love and you know a lot of times other people love that house too (laughs) Womp, womp. And and it's really sad because you're like, but this is my house and but then they're saying oh, this is my house. And everybody throws their offers down. And it could be a bidding war it could be two offers, or it could okay. be 20 offers when we've had both. And it, 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 it's stressful is this your house do you uh, how bad do you want this house and so those questions help formulate how we go about directing our clients in writing their offers because yeah price is obviously a big portion of it but there's other things that can win the day in a bidding war and it's, it's all about being a competitive buyer and what does that mean so this is where andrew kind of steps in and he's he's really good at this he He's been doing it for a long time. He knows a lot of people, so there's a lot of community that we have. Um, but he knows how to get the sellers what they need, which is sometimes not just the price.
0: Mm-hmm. When you are doing this bidding war, and this this might be super basic, elementary, is this done over the internet or is this are these people going well now with the pandemic is this the type of thing you're going in person or you're going back and forth over the phone how do you physically do this bidding war it's everything so it's not in person
2: eh, hold on let me take this question uh the way you do a bidding war is first you go back get your suit of armor on (laughs) mount your trusty, you get your joust (laughs) right right and then and, uh, and then there's a person who stands in the middle of the field, uh, waves a flag, and we, you know. That's how I how imagine
1: we, it. Yeah. And then you go for it while everyone, the spectators, are eating <laughs> right. giant turkey legs.
2: <laughs> right. Uh, sometimes elephant ears. Whatever. So, you know, I thought everyone knew that.
0: Okay. <laughs> No, really though. But you said it's not in person though.
2: It- well, it often gets personal, but
1: but I get to listen as an observer, mm. and uh, it's it's something like it is. It's I hear him on the phone, and nail okay. So will this get the deal? Will this get it locked? Are we good mm. at this? Are, okay, because mm-hmm. I'm going to go back, and I'm going to get you this and this and this, and we're throwing in the washer dryer now. And you know, I just hear all this negotiating on his side mm-hmm. when he's talking to agents and then going back to the clients and mm-hmm. then back to the agent and then back and then yeah. you know changing the addendums and then everyone's signing you know docu signing it out and getting it over there and it reminds me a little bit of of an auction that
0: that's what i imagine too yeah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: right no i sit there and i listen i'm like oh my god what's it gonna be okay so you give the washer dryer okay what's next
2: well, so, you know, listen, at the end of the day, buyer makes an offer, seller accepts, rejects, or counters it, right? Pretty simple. And if there's more than one offer, and even if there isn't, just green, trying to get a meeting of the minds on terms and conditions, and, you know, to how does a bidding war work, when a listing goes on the market, uh, if it's a janky shack and overpriced, then, you know, no one makes an offer. If it's a home that is easy to like in a neighborhood that's easy to like and priced correctly, In a market like that's not 2009, 10, 11, 12, when demand was so low for so long, which is not the market we're in. We're in a market where demand is is very high and has been for a pretty long time. So... How uh, well priced and a good neighborhood that looks great, you know, is often going to attract multiple buyers. The RMLS, our regional multiple listing service, just officially came out with their official numbers of November because right now okay. it's uh, the second week of December. Uh, <laughs> One month of inventory, and that's in the entire market. We were running some reports earlier this week on inner city zip codes. Uh, You know, the mid price range, which let's define that as like between like five and 700,000, it was like 0.4 months, which is just so low, which is a combination of low supply and high demand. Mm -hmm. So to your question, home goes on the market more than one offer. Uh, I think because I think real estate tends to trend towards the dramatic bidding (laughs) war, right? Mm -hmm. Jousting. Uh you know, multiple offer situation, I think, is a more technical term. And that's really what it is. And so more than one offer is multiple offer, it's a bidding war. And and uh just gonna talk in a little bit about the three C's, right? What that's a big deal too, because obviously the short answer is what's gonna win? More money. More money. Mm-hmm. There we go. Mm-hmm. And how is it done? It's a fluid situation. You know, a buyer makes an offer and it goes one of a few ways The seller's like that's a great offer it's everything we wanted we'll take it mm-hmm. or they're going to say thanks for your offer we're going to wait until you know middle of next week to review offers and either a there'll be 20 offers or 10 we've seen it all we've seen okay you know 20 30 offers on some homes that's the exception to have three to five is not unusual
1: besides money because we all know that one. What else do you do? Because I hear you on the other side. And this is what I was saying is like you're back and forth all the time. A lot of back what and forth. What else can you do without mm-hmm. giving away all your secrets? Because I know that you win a lot. I do. Not only do you win a lot of, of these competitive situations, but also convincing the other side to go pending instead of bumpable. Bumpable means you have a house to sell, Uh to purchase this house. And so it goes in the system as bumpable, which means someone else can call your bluff basically. Mm. And you have 24, 48, 72 hours, whatever it is to produce financing and move forward with the home or you're out and they take the home. What are some strategies?
0: Yeah. You said that in the last episode, you said it's not always about money. And that's when I was, okay, this will be a great topic because of course we always know money is always the the main thing, but you have some secrets. So a little bit, you don't have to give them all.
2: Well, so if you, you know, think about, has anyone ever been in a low rider car, right? You got to hit the switches. (laughs) Anyone, anyone? Okay. I only know that from movies. I've never been in one myself, but there's all these switches, right? And it levers. Let's use levers. And, Really at the end of the day there's money and and there's terms and conditions. And the big thing is communication. It's a communication business and a trust business and a communication Mm -hmm. business. And everyone's different. So some sellers are in a state, someone passes away and things are getting divvied up. Other people they're you know, have a big life change, whether it Mm -hmm. is a job across the country or they're procreating or whatever the situation is, or they're selling and buying and And so one thing that we always strive to do is one thing that's nice being us is we've been doing this 20 years. And so we know most of the agents who do most of the business and the ones we don't know. And there's plenty of, them we don't um, know the people we do. And so we begin by not being crazy. And I, I say that have to entertain you, but also have to say in all seriousness, it's a big deal. It's really just a problem to solve. And so if the seller needs time after, They no longer own the home, right? If they need possession after closing, we need to find that out. Mm -hmm. We need to find out what does the seller need? Sometimes the seller's like, I, I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say, I just love this washing machine and I don't want to part with it. Swear. And so, well, what is it? If it's that, is it this? And then it's really just trying to be slightly better than the other offers. And it's imperative to understand what the seller's needs are, what their big deal is. If it's wanting a sure thing, If the buyer's in a position to waive their appraisal, not everybody is, right? Not everybody can bring in extra cash. If you're buying, let's just use a nice round number, $100,000 home, our buyer expresses interest in a home. Our next step is to go reach out to the agent and ask, when will the seller be looking at offers? And some of them are like, they'll look at one tonight if you write it up. Or they'll say next Wednesday or somewhere in between. And then we'll find out, How much competition do we have? And then we'll try to ascertain what does the seller need? And so it's terms and conditions. Of course, everyone wants more money, but sometimes we've won things where if they've got to, they need to be there a few weeks.
0: I see. So they might, we need to stay put because our kid is still in school. That happens. then they might be more lenient when it comes to the money because you're helping them out that way. That type of thing?
2: It's that. And we've had. We've seen a lot this year of people who are selling before two years are up and little known tax thing is that there's a provision in the tax code that single family people, uh, until the code changes, can realize a quarter of a million dollars of capital gains and not be taxed on that. A married couple can realize half a million dollars and not be taxed on it, provided they've lived in there as their primary residence for the last two years. So we've... I can't tell you how many people we've seen who are selling their home before two years are up. It's the exception, but more than usual, just because there's so much fluidity, I think, in the world right now. People are having to go back to be near family we've seen, or their jobs are in flux, or moving, or back to the different things that can make an offer attractive. Shorter inspection period, we have a tight relationship with a few inspectors, and we're able to book them. Sometimes when we're busy, we just keep a standing appointment all the time so we can always have an appointment ready, uh, the inspection ready to go. Because, and, and that helps us win deals too when the seller's agent see that we're organized and have a plan and aren't just winging it every time. We already got the inspection booked. So the inspection period, we can make that shorter to make us more attractive. We can increase the earnest money and that sometimes helps. And then we can waive the appraisal which means, or some of it, mm-hmm. we are on the listing side of one where the buyer's agent they made an offer fifty thousand over asking, and they won the day. But they won <laughs> it because our clients wanted to keep that washer and dryer, and for a few reasons. One, they they just they just love that model, but also because you know right now uh, it's the second week of December in twenty twenty, and what we're finding is uh, across the board on all kinds of things, not just. Major appliances, roof shingles, different colors. Supply chain yeah. is getting all uh, because bunched of the up. Pandemic. Yeah. yeah. It, it, you know, remember, it used to be the case you used to go in the grocery store and get, you know, 10 different kinds of strawberry jam, and now you're down to two. Yeah. Right. So there's all kinds of things across the board in our world that supply chains are being are being constricted. Our, our clients are like, I can't even get a washer and dryer this month.
0: So they, they want to hold it. They wanted it anyway.
2: But then they're like, oh, maybe we'll let it go. And like, if we don't have to let it go, we'd love not to. So, because we were in a multiple offer situation, the uh, top folks, I was like, i tell you what, I know they want that washer and dryer. So that's where a lot of the negotiating is in the that buyer's agent said, you know, what do we got to do? What's going to make us look great? So, well, you know what? The washer and dryer, it's a big deal to the sellers. She goes, <laughs> she goes, talk to her buyer. She's like, you got the washer and dryer. And then I said, yeah, you know what? It's really competitive. There's, And, and this is all true. You know, we don't mm-hmm. really you know there's nothing in it for us to be anything other than honest and right so we're, it's a big deal we're straight shooters and we told them you know you guys are neck and neck and i told it to the other buyer's agent too if you could waive some of the appraisal okay so this one that one said you know let's just say it's a hundred thousand dollars and it got bid up to 150 they said if it appraises at 140 or above mm-hmm. we'll bring in extra cash to close the deal. So now if it appraises at $139, we are going to have to negotiate because for the listening public out there in Oregon, the contract states that the transaction is contingent upon the buyer and the home qualifying for the loan and the appraisal being not less than the purchase price. And where that becomes a big deal is is if one buyer is cash, they don't get an appraisal unless they write it in, which is the exception. Most people with cash, the attraction is you don't have a lender to deal with. The seller, right? The seller doesn't have to worry about an appraisal. Doesn't have to worry about you qualifying for the loan. They got cash. Mm -hmm. And then if you have a buyer, if we have the buyer who is going up against cash, a lot of sellers will take a lower offer from cash because it's a sure thing. Those people are masters of their own domain. They can close (laughs) immediately. They don't need to wait for their lender, right? And so one way to increase the odds a buyer who has a loan can win is if they have the wherewithal and they can bring extra cash in maybe we can win against a cash offer. We've done it many times. Um, It's always a variable. So those are the big levers. And then there's a lot more. You know, a lot of it is uh, my sparkling personality and witty repartee.
0: Absolutely. I you know, know you You say that, you know, kind of tongue in cheek, but absolutely is a huge part of it though, Andrew. I mean, not to, my husband and I, we never stopped talking about you after we met you. And we were, it was one of the most stressful weekends of our life, yeah. uh, trying to find a job after 12 years of training. I mean, think about that 12 years of training. And then you're like, so, and then we meet you and you show us around and you made us laugh and you, you spent like I want to say three or four hours with us. And I'm like, does this guy eat? Does he, does, he have, does he have a family? And, you know, this is just what you do. And all of that experience and all of that really great personality, it does. It makes you look sane. It makes you look credible, makes you look, you know, reliable. And you're also just interesting to be around. So with all that said, yes, it isn't not anybody could win a bidding war. I think maybe a new person in real estate, someone fresh out of school or whatever. I don't know if they're going to have the same wherewithal that you're that you've had over. and Maybe in the beginning you probably weren't as good either. You probably I, well, no, learned a lot over it the years. Took,
2: it, it, listen, it has taken years for us to uh, be in the groove we're in. And I will say to any aspiring real estate agents out there, let me just tell you, Audrey can speak to this too. Car sandwiches, car sandwiches. <laughs> That's a real thing, and. uh <laughs> And in that little pocket on your on your door, <laughs> it has saved many a day. I'm not going to lie. Instead of stop sign, am I tying my shoe? Am I having a little bite to eat? You don't know. You don't know. So... <laughs>
0: Like you're not supposed to eat or something. It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> Poor it's like, form. Let the man I mean, eat.
2: <laughs> yeah, oh, man. You know. Oh, and, no. Uh... You
0: just, just so professional, but still fun and light. And, yeah. and it's and well. and you're very Portland because that's Portland. You know, people don't wear ties around here. You look silly wearing a tie. Uh, so you know, you have all that worked out really quick. What is one of the most re- ridiculous items that you've ever had to deal with in a bidding war when it comes to a house? another the washer and dryer is pretty silly. But what is there anything else? that's even more ridiculous than that while we're talking about it
1: not in a bidding war but we've had people we've had um, folks on both sides take things that they weren't supposed to you know Uh take things off the fixtures Uh, Uh that's not silly but it is frustrating (laughs) frustrating. uh, we had somebody take down a really intricate light once and it was months trying to get that thing we've had people fight over hot tubs You know, a lot of of hot
2: tub fighting,
1: a lot of hot tub fights about nobody. Sometimes nobody wants it. Like the seller's (laughs) leaving it and the buyer doesn't want it. And and then it's a fight of like, (laughs) who has to take the
2: thing? I'll say, though, like the most common occurrence, though, is uh, well-intentioned people just actually trying to be nice and it being interpreted as trying to get one over on somebody. Like, for instance, all the time the seller's wanting to leave the paint in case you want to touch up right and and no one's thinking about it as they're moving their entire world right that that paint's 10 years old and so is the paint on the walls and they don't match anymore and Mm. it's worthless and who's gonna what now what do we do with this toxic stuff um, but I, but I, I think a lot of sellers are like, look, we're just going to do them a favor, you know? And then they will be like, we're going to paint the whole house anyways. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm.
2: but they try and I'll tell you the whole washer dry thing is actually, uh, for lack of a better term, pretty interesting because one of the big things is if it's not in the deal, it's not in the deal. So it could be in the listing. You might see it online, washer and dryer being offered and then the buyer not ask for it. And then the seller, after wanting it, we've had people before, and we've been on both ends of this, oh, they're just a young couple. We're going to leave them the washer and dryer. I know they didn't ask for it, but we're going to, and then they moved to Poughkeepsie or you Mm -hmm. know, Walla Walla. And then the buyers get there like, why is their old washer dryer there? We don't want it. And the seller was just trying to be nice. And they're like, well, now we got your old washer and dryer and our new one comedy of errors which you're not laughing at the time i'm telling you no i'm sure we've also
1: had buyers walk into homes and want to buy all the sellers furniture so (laughs) we've had that happen or then we have to negotiate you know do some hey uh, in the middle of all of this how much do you want for your furniture
0: well is it part of it's probably some of your staging and making it look so beautiful in the first place some of it is
1: staging uh i've i've uh staging furniture. I've given some staging furniture mm-hmm. away.
0: I want to talk about the three C's for Audra. But first, I want to know what was the longest bidding war? How many days? It, no. it,
2: listen, it, it, it's never it's like, days. It's, yeah, it's okay. not World War One. You okay. know, I think we're gonna be back by Christmas. And then you know, <laughs> it's usually, you know, it's, it's usually just ripping a bandaid off. Um, okay. I but we've say, seen
1: 50 offers. I mean, yeah, we've seen our, houses that have been bit, like incredible amounts of
2: offers. So our highest was, was. I think
1: our highest is like thirty.
2: Yeah, it was in the low thirties, and then the thirty-six the one maybe. Who won yeah. had a, had an escalation clause. I'm going to talk about escalation clauses. The might be a whole episode. The pros and cons of escalation clauses. But we had one we that the seller accepted our seller, uh, which said unlimited. We'll beat anybody by five thousand up to infinity. So we accepted it. And um, inside a real estate tip, the highest offer usually doesn't close. For whatever reason, the craziest thing. So, this buyer, the minute they won, what happens is in these markets is that a lot of people lose a lot of deals because, mm-hmm. right, just by definition, mm-hmm. low inventory, you know, when high, when demand is high and supply is low. And what happens is, is you'll get a, a group of buyers who keep losing because you can only have one winner. You can only sell the home once. And, and then it's like, that we just got to win one. And then they do. And they're like, oh, geez, I don't even like the house. And uh, <laughs> or I paid too much it, for it now, or I paid too much for it, and I got remorse, and and it's understandable. I I totally understand how that happens. But so this buyer who had unlimited escalation clause, immediately pulled the plug and left, and I went to the mm. second person. Uh, so so that was the craziest one I, that I can remember.
0: What were what about the three C's that you were going to talk yeah. about earlier,
1: when you decide that it's time for you to buy another home or a Mm -hmm. first home or whatever. And you go into a market as, which is right now, which is a a competitive buyer's market. There's no inventory, as Andrew was saying, on the market. Interest rates are still incredibly low. So a lot of people have strong purchasing power. So now you're sitting there and you're thinking, well, who am I gonna use? How am I going to navigate this? Well, so the thing that we talk about, we talk about these, you know, kind of like three Cs, even though they're not all Cs. Confidence. Mm -hmm. community and uh, sort of this like quality of the offer I'm gonna use the Q as a C okay yeah and so Andrew touched on a little bit of all of this community and what we mean by community is we all started at one point we were all new Andrew and I were both new agents and we had to go out there and why would somebody use us so not only did we have to have confidence in ourselves that we could do the job but we had to have confidence on how to put an offer together it's really stressful when you're first starting out because of that it's one of the reasons why we brought this team of young agents on so that we could train them through our complex onboarding program for them where we are really helping them learn how to get out there by shadowing us by listening to us you know taking all of our experience and giving it to them so that when they are in bidding wars they are learning how to have that confidence how Mm -hmm. to have confidence for the buyers how to have confidence for themselves that's a big deal like you know you call in and well you know i'm not sure i'll ask my buyer and you don't really know what's going on there's no one's having confidence now so Mm -hmm. so that's Mm -hmm. one of the things you want a team that has that that can give you that that can help guide you and hey this is gonna you know this can get really ugly sometimes you're gonna lose a few like Mm -hmm. or maybe you won't but let's Mm -hmm. let's go in with setting expectations that it's not super easy right now community is who we know you know who do we know we've been doing this now for a long time and we know most of the other big agents and they like you were saying you met Andrew and you know in person and driving around and he's funny and he but he's confident and he he really knows his stuff and really
0: knows his stuff yeah and he
1: knows everybody and mm-hmm. everybody knows that he is a solid really good agent and he doesn't play around with different things. There's no ulterior motives. It's just what it is. He's like, I'm going to get you your offer here. What do you want? What does your seller want? That community when he's talking or if I'm, um, when I'm doing the listings, if we're talking to other agents and they're calling us, you know, we all have a relationship. So, we all know we're going to close this deal because the bottom line is making sure that our clients have a strong team that can close the deal for their home. That Mm -hmm. when obstacles come up along the way, whether it's in the inspection period or in the financing side of things, that we know how to stay on the phone, call people, get people to, you know, we we need to make sure that this happens for them. Mm -hmm. Because there's nothing worse than them finding their own home, the home that they love, and then the team that they chose to work with not being able to get them to the finish line. Mm -hmm. You know, things pop up and it's too scary for somebody, they don't have the experience of it. So that's something that's really big. They, you know, they know who we are and um and they know that our biggest priority is our clients mm-hmm. and it's making their dreams for their next home come true, mm-hmm. um, and then the quality of the offer. That's uh, that's also the the big thing, and that's when we were talking about what is the what is your offer really look like. So let's say you're all at the same price. How do you make your offer better? And that's when we ask the big question that we ask is what does your seller need? What would make them really really happy? You know, make their lives easier, help this transition of moving out of their home. And that's where a lot of times you will win. Mm -hmm. a um, you know a bidding war or a competitive offer situation and you'll win it because we're asking questions we're not afraid to ask questions Mm -hmm. and get in there and you know we've had agents not ask questions on the other side when we've listed and then they're and then they'll come back and say well why didn't you reach out to me well you need to reach out to us what is your (laughs) what does your buyer want to offer right we Try to make calls as much as possible to everybody. You know, especially if it's a number we call. I'm sorry you didn't get it, mm-hmm. but you got to stay in contact. You mm-hmm. got to have communication.
2: Fourth C would be communication. communication. Exactly, yeah. and, 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 and I no. would link all that just to add to what, what you're saying, Audra. Is the confidence thing? A lot of it is exuding confidence, or even just communicating the confidence that our buyer loves this home. It's, all- yeah, it's, it's a important. big deal to communicate. Yeah. yeah. To the seller, because a lot of people, a lot of us, all of us, while it's business, this isn't stocks and bonds. These are people's homes. Right. And they raise their children, they've case. had their lives, they've had their holidays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and, and, and so, huge. you know, why are our buyers interested in it? And is it because they think it's going to appreciate more than all the rest next year? You know, almost never. I mean, of course, that is part of it. But the reason that they're writing on this home. Is that's a story to tell and that's huge and, and Michelle to a lot of what your questions are the big deal is really letting the seller know that the buyer how they feel mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a lot of times and it's all usually a hundred percent true a lot of times a buyer goes in there and you know they look at each other and this isn't hyperbole this is it and right. sometimes they have to go through four or five because they lose in a bidding war but okay whatever most of people are not just running around town throwing offers out you know we did talk earlier about some of the exceptions on someone wants to win one okay we got it there are exceptions mm-hmm. by and large communicating you know we've had folks connect because they're musicians or because of that pizza oven or because of whatever that these people you know it's like wow that spoke to me so I think that communication thing is paramount in addition to being communicative about how in, especially this year, but it was imperative in years past as well in a tumultuous world, a sure thing is a great thing, right? Mm -hmm. And that when we can express to the sellers, we're going to close this, you know, we're working with a lender usually who we know can anticipate Mm -hmm. and strategize to overcome any obstacle hurdle or objection we're gonna be working on anticipating strategizing overcome any hurdle or objection mm-hmm. and really communicating that like wow we know this is this is an inherently conflictatory process because we're representing our client and they're representing theirs so we're both doing our jobs to advocate as strongly as we can for the other and at the end of the day all the agents are doing is trying to bring these people together and get everyone the best deal mm-hmm. and in uh, and, and communicating that we're gonna be in it to win it we're going to close it mm-hmm. so that communication thing along with the the confidence which I think it pretty much hand in hand
0: absolutely you know, it's, mm. we
1: um, a month or two ago opened a very small design remodel side arm of our company right
0: Which we have to talk about at some point, but that's a whole We'll talk about that sometime. Mm -hmm.
1: We got a lot of calls in, and we are, the supply chains, it is really unbelievable. You can't do a lot quickly. Like, I can. I do have some warehouse stuff that I can pull in and out, but we're all at home. And so we're all at home, and we're making, you know, maybe the home that you bought at the time isn't working for you anymore, so now you're going to sell this and move on. A lot of it is also, even though it is a it is our uh, residents, it's also, there is wealth building with real estate and that's also important to people. You know, even in bidding wars, which goes back to the statement Andrew made, sometimes the highest offer doesn't end up closing it because it, even though it is your residence, overpaying for a house where you're not able to build wealth and maybe you'll even lose wealth is Mm -hmm. also something that comes to mind when people are talking about all this. And we love talking about how to build wealth with real estate. A passion of ours to help people how they want to do it, whether it's, you know, a single family residence that they just want to do things to maybe buy a somewhat fixer, or whether it's a multifamily home. Mm -hmm. You know, these are really cool endeavors for people to build wealth. You want to diversify, right? They always Mm -hmm. say, don't put all your money in one basket.
0: Is there any way that that when you're first dealing with someone, can you tell right away that it's going to be difficult people that aren't going to be happy with anything. We can actually talk about this. There are no difficult people, really,
1: it's okay. difficult transactions. Sometimes people just don't want to get in the mud that far. We're only difficult because of the experience or the transaction that is happening to us.
2: Well, we Very came nice. to the conclusion long ago that we're all crazy. <laughs> I mean, of course, <laughs> I don't think I'm crazy, right? But I do know there are people out there who would disagree with that statement. And mm-hmm. and no, I and two, we're of the mind that this is one of the biggest things we do in life and and, it's it's expensive Mm -hmm. it's really stressful and you don't want to get it wrong you know Mm -hmm. quotation mark fingers and Mm -hmm. so no we're pretty much of the mind that it's a big deal and you know Mm -hmm. michelle like you you know i joke around stuff but one thing we do in the buyer consultation meeting with our buyers is say you know i will do a lot of tongue-in-cheek you know just to keep things light and kid around but also know that you know this is serious as a heart attack to all of Mm -hmm. us on our team and at the end of the day, we're in it to win in some other four or five great cliches. I don't know which ones would be most appropriate. They all work. But, they all work. Right? So, but that it is a big deal to us because it's a big deal to our clients. And mm-hmm. uh, and it is a
1: stressful time. Buying well, a house is stressful.
2: It's really stressful. So, so that's a lot of the a thing with just keeping the gags going, but also that know that uh, we don't take it lightly. And so, too... I think it's hard enough if just one person's doing it by themselves. And then when you have another person that two people doing it together or if they've got a whole family and they've got their wants and needs to keep track of and be cognizant of or respectful Mm -hmm. to or keep in mind that it's it's, uh, a lot of needs and wants to satisfy. Uh, Mm -hmm. One of the analogies we've used before is the bridezilla thing. Which is, you know, it's a great gag. It's, I think it's kind of funny, but it's also like a person goes in with another one of their biggest things in their lives that they really want to have a beautiful day and they're planning on it. And maybe their partner doesn't care if mm-hmm. we're going to do steak or fish or what the colors are. And that's got to be frustrating, right? And you right. anticipated how your parents were going to be? And right. they're playing out all their scenarios, all this unanticipated stuff that you didn't know was going to be part of this thing that's going to be a beautiful day.
0: Like you said, not difficult people or just difficult right. s- situation. The transactions, just difficult
2: transactions. transactions. Yeah, that's
0: exactly that's, what it is. So, bridezilla, housezilla. It's all really. It's you're really dealing with people really at their worst in a lot of ways because they're so stressed they're just and, going and, and they're it. best. So stressful. Yeah.
1: It's yeah. even on easy transactions. It's stressful. There's a lot to do. You have to pack up your house, we think. Going back then again, like why do we do the way we do it? Why is when we say concierge or white glove service, why do we do that? What does that mean? The reason we do that is because after all these years, we realize it's really hard to pack up your house, move, deal with the transaction, deal with the financing, deal with the kids, or just if it's just you, it's still a lot, who's going to help me move? And so that's why it was important for us to put that curated list of a crew together that we've had Mm -hmm. some of these people with us for 15 plus years. Um, Mm -hmm. And we really go, yesterday, I kid you not, I was the third time at a place that we have that's coming up on the market today, I believe it's hitting the market. On my hands and knees. So I already steam mopped it. Then there were like some funky marks. I had the floors refinished. So I had them all sanded down and then stained Really dark, and they're Gorgeous. beautiful, and oh and God. it's like white on white gallery walls with dark floors, and and it's a really transformative. This oh this condo God. is really beautiful, but down on my hands and knees, like scrubbing things on the floors, and we've already had it. This I was like the third person in there trying to just because it was construction dust and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. And this is what we do, and the reason we do it is because number one, we love what we do; two, mm-hmm. we want your house to look its best; three. You're paying us to to help you showcase your house in the best mm-hmm. light that it can be showcased in, and we take it seriously.
0: Bidding war, so it's not as Bidding much war. of a war as I thought, which is it's nice. It's, <laughs> it's it's a it's more of like a war of words kind of okay. back and forth, I guess, and I a know. lot of phone calls and a lot of emails. More of a slap
2: sense. fight than a war. <laughs> <to be> clear. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But that's what you got to do. And that's what all of your years experience. That's really, that's why the quality is there, the communication, the confidence. And what was the other one? Community. Community and you know the community. You guys are
1: incredible. Be incredible. First
0: name basis with with Mm -hmm. everybody. For the next episode, we had talked about charity, and you had said how you do so many wonderful things throughout the year, pantry that type of thing, Mm -hmm. and we could Mm -hmm. talk about the charities that you are involved with. Talking about the charities, so we just did
1: a whole big wreath drop for clients who have purchased this Mm -hmm. year what we did is we went through an elementary uh, elementary school so every wreath we purchased clothed and fed a family in need so we bought like i don't know 60 wreaths and and i like to combo that honestly in my brain it combos Mm -hmm. with building wealth because teaching people how to build wealth number one is important number two Mm -hmm. the more you have the ability to give the more you can give Right. So it's just all this, it's really cyclical on how Mm -hmm. to build wealth and then how to give back to your community and how to teach
0: others how to build wealth. Exactly. It does. It all goes hand in hand. That's definitely something we'll talk about. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye. Thanks,
1: Michelle. Thank you. you.
0: Thanks for listening to the Portland is Home Team Talking Real Estate Podcast. For more info about Audra and Andrew, finding your next home or selling your current home, visit their RealtyWorks website at RealtyWorksGroup.com and check them out on Instagram at PortlandIsHome. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. For help with your podcast, find us at ModcastProductions or ModcastProductions.com.